M S W Media. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of The Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. Welcome. We accidentally have already been talking for 30 minutes without recording. We were having a meeting and you weren't invited. They're always <laughs> invited. I think we should start live streaming our business plan meetings. Put it on the Patreon. Why, why the fuck It'll not? hold us accountable. Somebody asked for a wedding video. They want me to explain my wedding that I've never talked about. And I was like, I'll do it for Patreon. Anything for Patreon. I'm a whore. But what we were just discussing that I said, stop, start recording <laughs> right now. This is important. Is Britney Spears' Instagram. Um, she did just post a photo of her tits on Instagram. Here it is. She posted it. So I feel like it's not like it's not a secret, obviously. And she said, if I clapped my tits, I could make one pop like a balloon on Thursday. Question mark, question mark. TikTok, TikTok. I salute all bitches today. Not with my middle finger. Just my my chest y'all how do you spell chest is it chess or chest and then it says second pick Gerard hund and it's like a photo of some men playing checkers or chess i think and it's old it's in black and white britney is britney okay no no britney's not okay she is free but she doesn't appear to be okay and i was telling fraz i have a theory about people that became famous as teenagers one your brain stops developing when you become famous i don't know if that's a fact but i just feel like you stop maturing whenever you become famous because then people around you usually stop holding you accountable and like that's kind of how you mature is people holding you accountable i also think that fame fucks up men and women very differently i think men that become famous as teenagers start to get like a really big ego and they get fucked up because they think everyone's in love with them. And then I think a lot of women get fucked up as teenagers because their fucked upness goes inward from everyone criticizing their appearance. And I'm just really worried about Britney Spears. That is an insightful theory. You're so smart. You're too smart. I wish it was good for something. I'm just really good at like reading people like Nene Leakes. She raised me. Well, it is good for something because I would watch you do that shit on Twitch. What are you twitching about this week? I think I know. It's a picture of a boat. No, it's not. It's water. You're so close. I'm talking about the history of the cruise industry because it's like really fucked up and they do a lot of pollution and fuck over their workers. And when people die, they are just kind of like international waters. I know people that work on cruises and 50% of the people I know that work on cruises are deeply fucked up. And if you're listening to this, I bet you know which one you are. So... (laughs) (laughs) You're like, and now I will list them by name. Anytime 
you have employees in international water, it really opens a Pandora's box for bad things to happen. It takes a very ethical company to do things safely in international waters, and Carnival has proven to not. What corporation among us has done ethical things with no one watching? The only corporation I will ever defend is the Spanx lady, because now she just tries to get billionaires to stop being billionaires, because she was like, I was a billionaire and it was weird, so I gave a bunch of it away. You guys should do that and not be weird. I didn't even know about that. My mom used to lecture me about like how that should be like our business idol. I distinctly remember one time I was sitting in my mom's bathtub, like it was empty and I was just sitting in it and she was getting ready for a business trip and she was packing her Spanx and she was talking about how the Spanx lady invented Spanx because she wanted them. And so she just took a pair of her pantyhose and used her kitchen scissors to cut the feet off. And then she was like, redacted, this is how successful businesses start from a moment of desperation with kitchen scissors. As usual, your mom is my idol. Speaking of people that are kind of like your mom. So a few episodes ago, we interviewed the people from Who Taught You, Julia and Carlos. I'm going to see them tonight. And their director is Sally. And Sally is a card. Sally literally said that she wants to live in the possibility that our conversation tonight will be amazing. So we're getting takeout and going to sit on the floor of their Airbnb and just live in the possibility, and probably record the whole thing. I love that. Live in the possibility. Don't you love that? Next time someone at work asks me to do something, I'm going to be like, I'm going to live in the possibility that I will find that FedEx envelope, and I'll let you know if that possibility happens. Isn't that amazing? Anyways, welcome back to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Fred. <laughs> and I'm Miss Redacted. And this episode is dedicated to Britney Spears. I hope things get better for you every day. I hope every day is better than the last and I wish nothing but the best for you and I'm thinking about you if you're listening. What if she is? Imagine like she's filming her little spinning foyer dance videos and like in her AirPods it's not music, it's our podcast. If you give me COVID, I'm reporting this podcast to OSHA. It's not COVID for the third time. I I had COVID twice last month. I do not have it right now, but I have had a curse placed upon me and my entire family by Ron DeSantis. We are unwell. I don't know when we'll be okay. When you land in Florida, Ron DeSantis is standing at the gate and he spits in the mouth of every passenger to make sure that everyone's on the same page. A lot of people don't know that that's why he's always so busy. It's a little known Floridian fact. While you pull yourself together. So I had to set up the chairs for this training we did at my office. And this guy named Steve was the one doing the training. And my manager was like, redacted, don't you think the front row is a little too close to him? He was like, I don't want people to get spit on by Steve. And I literally looked at him and I go, I hope Steve spits in my mouth. Oh my God. My manager goes, we're done. He's like, we're done. <laughs> So, uh, Jesus Christ, Redacted and I were together last week. It's wild that you were only here for like 48 hours and we still hung out. I was not gonna be in Florida and not see you. That would be ridiculous. We had wine and I had cheese and a wheel of cheese. They didn't leave the wheel with me. Did you think they were going to? We were talking about that. If I recall, feel free to read it and prove me wrong. (laughs) You asked if I thought that they would leave the wheel. And I was like, (laughs) no, I don't think they're going to leave the wheel. That's the exchange that I remember. I have to find out. You're going to have to scroll. Like your finger's about to move a mile up your screen. I know. Why have we texted so much? (laughs) We text all day, every day. I said, OMG, are we going to? 
only eat cheese wheel pasta. You said, OMFG, IDK what that even means, crying with a dead face. And then I sent a picture, obviously, of the cheese wheel. Clearly, (laughs) as one does. You said, I don't think I can handle that. I'm scared. I sent, I don't think they give us the cheese wheel, but what if they do? You said, to go box for sure. And that's it. They did not give me the fucking cheese wheel. They didn't even let me touch it. They made it a different table because they knew that I was... I was a risk. They probably have a code word. And when you walked in, someone on a little radio was like, do not give her the fucking wheel. Do not give her the cheese wheel. I want the cheese wheel a minimum of three feet away from her at all times. So that's why I'm coughing because I was in the beautiful, beautiful state of Florida. But today we're going to read Patreon submissions. This goes out to all the homies who pay us $4 a month. And some people just pay $4 and then they leave. It's valid. So you can do that. You can do that anytime. Nobody stops you. Oh my God. Our Google Drive is mad at us. We're almost out of storage. <laughs> they can suck my dick. It's okay. Free. So what gets me is I'm like, the fuck do you mean storage? It's the internet. It's literally in the cloud. I thought that was the whole point. They want me to pay for rent in the cloud. You can't pay for rent in Jesus's kingdom. Google Drive. Amen, sister friend. Okay. All right. I'm sweaty. It's time. Okay, let's read. (laughs) Oh, it says, I work for one of the largest districts in the country, and we are notorious for having ineffective leadership at the district level. Our superintendent, who came to us from Florida, is not a great leader. It's LAUSD, everyone! He's getting his shit wrecked there. Some of his indiscretions include using district funding to buy himself a Peloton with the monthly membership. Valid. It's so Floridian and so annoying. I'm very familiar with this man, and he's done many wrong things. That is not one of them. I stand by that. Having a personal driver who is listed as a district employee. He makes a salary higher than most teachers and giving the school board members raises conveniently when they were going to vote on renewing his employment contract. Recently, he sent out an email to prove all that our district does for us. The words prove and does for us were in quotes. This email came right before the letters of intent go out for teachers for next year. Again, Convenient. In this email, he noted teacher compensation is a priority and a whopping 7% of our district's teachers are appropriately compensated according to their education or years of experience. 7% be fucking for real. He also wanted to make himself look great this year and said that because of him, for the first time in over a decade, you have received the necessary resources that help you to teach our amazing kids with an updated curriculum. I know about that updated curriculum and that updated curriculum is ruining my friends' lives, sir. Anyways, continuing. As far as I know, I was given no additional resources or curriculum this year from the district. However, the district does want to adopt a district-wide curriculum where every teacher in every school across the district that teaches the same subject will teach the same exact pre-packed curriculum in the same exact way. This is what I hate about Floridians. You can't just take our culture to other places. Like, I know that, like, that's how we do shit around here and it's fucked up, but, like, you can't take our fucked upness to another state and expect everybody to just go along with it. I'm wondering, and I need to, because there's a couple curriculum things going on in LAUSD right now, and I'm not sure which this submitter is referring to, because I know that one of the things happening is science of reading is getting rolled out. Do you know what that is? I know there's like whole word. 
And then Science of Reading is the other one, right? Yeah. So Science of Reading, when it first started coming out, I thought it was an MLM. And I say that with all my love in my heart. I I know a lot of people listening to this are going to be like, what are you talking about? But people came in hot for Science of Reading. It's research-based reading instruction. And it's like a new approach to phonics. And it works. And it's great. But when I started hearing about it, people were yelling it at me in my comment section. I would talk about like how I would teach sight words and that's like a huge no-no with science of reading and they were so mean to me in my comments like I was ruining kids lives and I was like okay I'm really sorry I actually do remember this when this was popping up in my comment section too because I was talking about how a struggle I was facing as a high school teacher was literacy and I realized the connection this is why people get so violent about sight words I think this is very oversimplistic and I'm not an expert in this I have a sociology degree from Florida State so know that so with phonics I guess the logic is like sounding things out and like trying to break the word apart and then with sight words it's just memorizing the word so what was playing out at the high school level is I could tell which kids learn to read from phonics and which kids learn to read from sight words because kids that learn phonics will look at a word and try and figure it out because that's what they've been like in the habit of doing. So like if they look at transient, they don't know what that means, but they're like trans, that might mean move. Like they'll try and figure out what it means. But kids that learned sight words in my experience will just skip words that they don't know and then try and piece together the meaning. Science of reading is like it focuses on the phonemes like the spoken sounds of words. Sight words was supposed to be you memorize the words that you can't sound out. And I think what it turned into for some was just like, we memorize words. Every curriculum has a different sight word list, it feels like. And like, Mm -hmm. it's always a different number. Is it 30? Is it 100? I don't know for kindergarten. So it's like, that's another thing. Science of reading is like, you hearth the tricky to make it sticky. And like the special sounds that this word makes in this way. It's a lot of different stuff. It's not just that. I do like science of reading I just think we need to the marketing team tone it down (laughs) you're at like a 10 we want you at like a 6 Yeah, and it has calmed down a lot. Like I have one of my friends, Naomi, she has this kick-ass science of reading curriculum and she's using it this year and it's going really well. Anyways, I don't know what this person was referring to. It could be that. It could be the other. I don't know. Anyways, first year pay is now $50,000. However, those of us like myself with teaching experience but who were under 50K also got pushed up. Maybe this is an LAUSD then because if it was, they would be making 50. Oh my God, is there another Florida to major city district transplant that's going horribly? I must know. There must be. There has to be because that's, it's fine. None of this actually matters. You matter. I'm just trying to be Nancy Drew. Not this, but you. Yeah. Um, I make the same amount as a brand new college grad. He ended this email with this gem of a line. Should anyone tell you that the district doesn't prioritize its teachers, you can review and share the included attachment to set the record straight. The entire email was very much giving clown. Wilden. Okay, love you, bye. My question is, you're saying if anyone is saying X, send them this. Anyone that would be saying that would have also received this. Hello? Like, did you send this to just me? Like, do you think I'm like the Regina George of this county's teachers? That like, they'll fall in line if we get her. What an interesting little Florida man with his Peloton and his driver. I thought when you became a superintendent, the board just gives you the Peloton. So why do you even have to legally buy it? Isn't that in like a basket or something that you get? Yeah. Along with the driver and the cocaine and mistress. It's the superintendent starter pack. Yeah, it's all in the basket. 
Well, that was a lot. We're gonna listen to someone that's gonna sell you something, and then you'll be able to listen to us, where the only thing we're selling is Patreon. Woo! We might have already read it, but I don't think we did. There's no way that you wouldn't remember. Well, I do edit it, so I probably sit with it for a lot longer than you do. I definitely would not remember. There's been one time I fully denied hosting a workshop. I was like, that was not me. And then there were photos of me doing it because someone was asking me for the slides. And I was like, that does not sound like me. I do not think I did that. And then they scrolled back on like the company Instagram and found the photo and were like, it literally is you. And I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot about that. Let me send it to you. So if I could prepare a slide deck and present to 50 people and forget about it, I'm fully confident I could also forget this. There are times when I'm editing that I really wish I could add things or like talk to you again because I totally forgot to talk about like in the last ep- I don't think I could put this in this episode. The guy that comforted me after I threw up and my hands locked, mm-hmm. he's the one that took me on the turtle date. Remember I told you that I went on a date with a boy to Beverly Hills to see the turtles? It was fucking him. The turtle date was after? The turtle date was after and I forgot to tell you that when we were filming. And now I have to release that episode without that knowledge in the world. <laughs> Not you being the workplace predator. We were the same age. That's what they all say. Anyways, continue. (laughs) Read your shit. Okay. Hi, Fraz and Redacted. I've been following both of you on TikTok for ages and absolutely adore the pod you've created discussing education in a nuanced and productive way from people who know what they're fucking talking about is so important and I cannot thank both of you. Nuanced and productive, bitches. Hello. That's what we were literally talking about in our business plan meeting, that we wanted to lean into productivity in 2023-4. So because this podcast is an education podcast, we go by school year, not by calendar year. Obviously. (laughs) I don't know how to go by fiscal year. No, anytime someone talks about working in the summer, I'm like, no. Did no one tell you? Just being there, it's warm outside, it's wrong. Anyway, as a former teacher and survivor, to be honest, I'm happy to contribute to the conversation. In 2021, I was a lead infant teacher at a well-respected daycare in a wealthy area. I had just graduated college and was saving up to get a master's in early childhood education. I've always loved working with young children and felt it came naturally, so I was happy to work there, even though my experience up until that point was pretty limited. I had nannied and worked in after-school programs, but not much lesson planning or communicating with parents. The center I worked for was so understaffed that they essentially developed a sink or swim model. Within my first few days of working there, I was assisting one other teacher with eight infants. Fraz, you currently have one child, so I'm sure you can imagine the hell that that was. It was constant crying, feeding, changing, playing, and calling parents. That's what I do all day. I have been one of the teachers with eight infants, and that's exactly what it is. A one-year-old classroom feels like when they used to make the gladiators fight each other. Like, it feels like someone's watching you, laughing at you, because there's always at least one person falling from a high object somehow. Oh, yeah. Her gymnastics class is pandemonium. Yeah, no. If anything, I think that they should be gatekept from gymnastics. Like, don't feed into it, you know? Like, don't even equip them further. So, despite the absolute chaos and stress, I absolutely loved the kids. I formed very real connections with them and helped them to develop real-life skills. I watched them grow and aided their development. I relayed important information between parents, admin, and our on-site nurse. Oh, y'all got money, an on-site nurse. No staff, but a nurse. I've never had a nurse full-time i did at my old school i listed her as my primary care doctor on a form and she told me not to do that (laughs) she took my blood i had to do a food sensitivity test and they sent me things to take my own blood and i was like can you do it i don't want to do it oh my goodness 
Yes. She was shocked they sent it. They were like, they wanted you to do this? I was like, yeah, that's what I said. Did you have to like put it in your arm or on your finger? It was a finger one, but you had to get six full drops of blood onto a little card and they had like circle. It was a lot. Did I tell you about when I fainted giving birth? No. Oh my God. Someone called a girl with the list. Listen, so I'm in the like room where I was for 12 hours because they didn't have a big room for me. And they like were doing something with my blood. I don't know. I was in labor. I was I was in shock. I told this nurse, I have a thing. Like I, I don't like blood. I don't even remember exactly what she said. She said, you have veins like mine. We have valves or something. And she goes, no, look. And I looked. And when you are giving birth, they put your IV in a really weird they put it like, they put it on like your hand no no because they don't want to bend they put it on your arm oh. and she goes look at what happened and she has a bubble under my skin immediately like a no. big ass bubble and I fucking fainted <laughs> I was like I feel weird and then I fainted in my hospital bed I come to and they're like fanning me and she's yelling at me and she's like honey you needed to breathe you fainted because you didn't breathe and I was like I fainted because you pointed at my arm and it was abnormal and I have a needle thing. Anyways, I had to put that shit somewhere else. I am horrified. When my mom was in labor with me, she was complaining about her IV and she said it was play strong and all the nurses were gaslighting her and telling her that it wasn't play strong. And then my mom's stepmom came in, who is a nurse, and she literally walked in. She goes, this is the worst IV I've ever seen and took it out of my mom's arm and then put it in the other arm. And then the hospital staff almost removed her because they were like, you can't do that to our patients. And she was like, well, you did a bad job. My mommy was a nurse and she raised hell in that labor and delivery unit for a few reasons. When I was in the ER before I got pregnant for my cyst, they were like digging around my fucking arm, like literally digging. And I'm like, honey, I know that this movement is not going to get that needle in that vein. That's like Like, when I will like have a scab on my finger and I try and do like my own surgery (laughs) on it in my bathroom. Like that's the level of incompetence that they're giving with that motion. Too much. Anyways, let us continue. Okay. So you had an on-site nurse. Congratulations for you. Um, I really felt like I had true talent for the job, but even though the anxiety was at an all-time high, I truly loved the kids so much. My admin saw my devotion to the kids and quickly took advantage of it. They made me the lead teacher of the infant room after just three months working there. I was going to ask that because you said you were the lead teacher, but then you said you had no experience, but that checks out for a daycare. From what I've gathered, the main qualifications of a daycare employee are that you will pass a background test and that you are on time most of the time. And that'll do it for most places. Check, check. This meant I worked overtime every single day I was and was in charge of every single thing that happened in that room. My assistant teacher was swapped out regularly with teachers who simply did not follow the rules. I grew so stressed that I developed health issues and insomnia. Finally, after six brutal months where I was losing sleep and working upwards of 11 hours, I quit. I was so sad to leave the kids behind, but I could not tolerate being treated like that. My admin made me feel like I was never doing enough, and although I'm sure I could have made improvements in my teaching, I could not keep going on. I never received a single raise during my entire time there. Damn, even when you got promoted from teacher to lead teacher. My partner and I relocated across the country so we would be closer to her family and now I work from home and fundraising. I do not feel as fulfilled at my big girl job as I did working with infants but I do feel that I have a clear career projection and I am being paid fairly. I'm forever grateful that I realized this before investing tens of thousands into a master's program but I will always wish the teaching industry were less fucked up so I could still work with young children in a meaningful way. Keep on doing what you two are doing and I'm sending so much love. Best Chloe. Aw Chloe. 
Maybe one day you'll get back there. Daycare is really like very much Wild West. Mine was like a lot better than most because it was being federally subsidized. So they would like actually come and make sure that we were doing what we were supposed to do. As a former daycare kid, it is quite Wild Westy. I went to daycare for three months and told my parents that the other kids were too immature and then convinced them that I should be allowed to just stay home alone instead. Oh, perfect. I was severely traumatized at daycare, so I can't talk about it. Oh. I went to a court of law. Oh, once the government gets involved it's like wow there was like a lawyer but in the end i panicked and said that i made it all up i don't mean to laugh but like <laughs> no, you have to laugh or it's weird the fact that you just panicked and said i made it all up oh yeah like exactly what i would have done like as yeah. soon as there were like a lot of adults in the room i'd be like mm, what's the quickest way to not be doing this literally did you tell them later like does your mom know that you didn't make it up like oh she knew it then because the fucking daycare said that it happened you you know the director of that daycare went home and had a fat fucking drink and was like, that was close. I that know. was the closest call we've ever had. No, literally. It was all set. I didn't even have to testify in front of everybody. I just had to go into the judge's chambers. And I was like, mm, simply no. Well, they don't really make it easy for children when you call it the judge's chambers. You couldn't just say like- I don't know how people do it, man. I t- Hats off to anybody who's ever had to do that at any age because there's like a person and typing there's a a lot of shit going on anyways i didn't do it you just said i made it up straight up i was like "Mm, no and we went home that's how you get out of it but yeah any who's all yay for people that oversee daycares and have good daycares we love a good daycare so this one i saw several of my favorite words that i love to talk about so here we go Okay, buckle up, ladies. We're squishing a year of hell into this. Haha. I hope it's not too long. Fucking never too long. Stop saying that. I love you. Backstory. The year I graduated and got my teaching certificate, the public school district in my city enacted a hiring freeze on, of course, the gen ed elementary license I just got. I subbed for a few years, but I started getting worried about not having full-time experience, so I took a position teaching kindergarten at a brand new charter school for the 2020-2021 school year. Being right in the midst of COVID, we were not allowed to have anyone outside the staff help us set up our rooms, which was understandable, but hard, as every lead teacher was a first-year teacher. Oh, charter schools. Wait, 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 wait. Every lead teacher was a first year teacher? So there's a lead teacher and there's an assistant teacher. It's not a grade level lead. I was thinking a department lead. Mm -mm. I'm still not on board, but I'm less off board. So none of us had a clue what we were doing and there were no teachers with experience to go to for any help. We were one of the only schools doing a full hybrid model at that point of the year in this area. Damn, you guys need to start putting like in brackets, like Dumois style the shit that's secret so that I can I need to know where you are I need to know if I know anybody in that school I need to know everything especially if you're in Southern California if you don't give me dirt I need it anyways I'm continuing on we had in-person kids and fully remote kids joining on zoom for the entire school day 8 30 to 3 in kindergarten the first big issue happened in early october when the administration started to bring in parents for school tours to fill the remaining seats we were required to fill for our charter myself and the other lead teachers were annoyed that they were allowed in the building when our own students parents couldn't walk them in for their first day of school and were not allowed in the building at all 
Yeah, that's super fucked up. It was against the COVID protocols to allow these families in the building, and we felt it was unfair, and that admin was only enforcing COVID protocols when it was convenient. Apparently, we were overheard, and rather than discuss it with us directly, our AP told one of our coworkers to spread the word that the walls here are very thin. Ooh, that's awkward. One of my friends was um, student teaching last year, and her master teacher was in the teacher's lounge talking shit on all of the student teachers. They were within earshot. And I was like, are you crazy? So fucked up. Kind of a power move, though. It's very secession. But like... I'm not saying she's right. I'm just saying these people are definitely going to be afraid of her. No, literally so awkward. It was right before the end of student teaching. So it's like right before you need the final paperwork and the letters of rec. Anyways, admin then made us all feel very uncomfortable talking to each other, popping into the staff lounge often just to grab something quick. And between that and other comments, most of us kept to ourselves for several months. They completely ruined the bond we had been forming and most of us just struggled silently. And of course, the bond was being formed over how much you hated your admin. Those are my favorite bonds. How dare they come into the fucking place where you're talking about them? I can't. I also had a very difficult student in my class that year. His in-person attendance at the beginning of the school year was spotty and his remote attendance was non-existent. So admin bent their own rules and allowed him to be in both in-person groups so he could be there in person full time. He could not recognize his own name, could not retain any of the letter sounds we were learning, and would frequently get overstimulated and overwhelmed, leading him to act out to get out of doing things he felt were too hard. Mm. Okay, I have feelings about that, but I'll keep it pushing. Um, It was hard enough keeping five-year-olds in their own chairs separated from each other, but he was all over the place. He would trash my room several times a week, hit and kick me, and throw any materials he got his hands on across the room. Because we had all been enrolled in responsive classroom training. I love responsive classroom. I assumed this was the framework we would follow. I was wrong. I was told to use extrinsic motivators and incentives, which is fine but completely against everything taught in the week-long training you made me go to lol as well as a calm down corner that was really just a timeout. i love a calm down corner you just have to use it right you have to have expectations around it i'm actually a mom from the 1960s and i'm very pro timeout but it's not timeout if you use it right that's what i mean a calm down corner is different than timeout and i'm going timeout i digress his mom was not really interested (laughs) in being a team and was resistant to special ed evaluation she would often ignore my messages and phone calls but made sure to call the office every time she was upset with me everything came to a head when the student started eloping daily i was instructed to pick him up and carry him de- what that doesn't sound correct uh, uh. <laughs> do not pass go an error has been detected i was instructed to pick him up and carry him to the calm down corner stop my teaching and sit with him until he could calm down because he wouldn't stay there himself so if you're the lead teacher where the hell is your ia anyways they were probably pulled to be somewhere else. At one point, I called for help from my AP and she literally <gasps> held him down on the cushion until he stopped trying to run. No. Oh, that's a crime. Um, I'm going to call 911. I would lose my fucking mind. I wish somebody would try that shit in front of me because that is the day I would be in jail and I would smile at my lug shot. I'm so fucking serious. I just need a reason. I have so much rage inside my body. Just give me a fucking reason. Fuck. One day when trying to avoid doing the work that was honestly too hard for him, he trashed my library and 
block corner. I went over to help him calm down and to remove the projectiles from his reach, and he swung at me with one of those long wooden blocks until he got me in the leg several times. Been there, sister. He screamed at me in my face a good 30 minutes and tried to run away. No one came to help, even though I was across from the office and my door was open. Everyone could hear. They were like, that's that bitch that was talking about us. (laughs) It's not funny. On my prep, I went to my AP and, oh, on my prep, I went to my principal and AP crying and asked for a meeting to discuss what I should do. In that meeting, I was asked what I did to trigger the student, asked why I didn't have more appropriate work for him to complete. We were using Lucy Calkins, so y'all did not provide appropriate curriculum, but apparently I was supposed to go find something on my own for him out of my own pocket. The reason I picked this story to read is because I saw Lucy Calkins. I've had writer's workshop and reader's workshop every single year I've taught kindergarten have you ever looked these books no i have no idea what we're talking about right now all i wanted was like a bullet point list of like what you're teaching how you're teaching it let's go when you get a lucy calkins curriculum book it's like flowery i hate a paragraph give me a fucking bullet list a chart a flow chart a flow chart's ideal for me redacted there's none of that none it's narrative it's Four pages long. She looks narrative. Uh Uh-huh. People started to finally figure out that her curriculum is not appropriate for all cultures and children. I don't know why it took everyone so fucking long. My first year teaching, I just wanted to know what the fuck to teach, you know? But you have to read through this narrative and it's like, the children were seated on the rug, smiling up at me with their little beaming faces. Then little Timmy raised his hand and we told jokes and giggled. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I threw that book. You're like, well, Lucy, I they're not looking at me like that right now. So let's get to the part where we do shit. That's the same energy as when you look up a recipe and it's oh. like, when I was growing up and I'm like, shut, how much flour? How much? I know they do it for like search engine optimization, but I don't care. Yeah. But no, I hate that curriculum so much. And if you teach it to fidelity, you would be teaching just Lucy for four hours. Continuing on. I was told that my classroom management was horrible. Do they want you to be holding the child down on the pillow? Would that be better? They're like, we noticed you're not assaulting them. Usually when we assault them, it goes really well. So if you could get on that. Oh, this is awful. I was put on an improvement plan and told that if I didn't show enough improvement by June, I would not get a contract renewal. I would have been like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, what no. are we going to do? You're not going to renew me? I was coming back. Oh. I was also given an additional meeting every week with my AP on top of the regular weekly check-ins we had. And I was now required to create a packet for the student to complete during centers with preschool level material, which I had to find myself on TPT and had to submit for approval every week. I was told his behavior was due to academic frustration, which was my fault, but his behaviors didn't stop with more one-on-one targeted instruction or with differentiated work. In fact, he whipped the other students on the bus with a seatbelt one morning and was caught punching other kids in the bus before school several times. Nothing was done. So that's why they don't have seatbelts on the bus. I just feel like this kid was in like super distress. He was probably like at frustration level times a billion and like that is it's just so when I see a student that's like dealing with stuff like that I know that they're just in chaos in their own mind. That's communication. It's sad. I hate seeing people experiencing frustration especially when you know you're not getting through to them and nothing you can say or do is going to take away their frustration because it's like they're helpless you're helpless it's just the worst but generally pinning them on the floor doesn't improve it just to say that they need help not to be assaulted that's going to make it so much worse because why would you want to go in a classroom where you're being assaulted no probably not i'm gonna go with no i would be freaking the fuck out every day if that was me um i started having really
really bad anxiety, especially on the days I had a meeting scheduled with my AP. I dreaded going to work and had a pit in my stomach daily. I would come home and completely dissociate on my couch. By May, I had decided that I probably wasn't going to get a contract renewal anyway and had made peace with finding a new position elsewhere for next year. Towards the end of the year, the student I struggled with had a particularly hard day and ended up screaming and crying for over an hour, thrashing his body all over. It got to the point that my AP sat with him in the calm down corner for the last hour of the day, practically holding him down until he could sit calmly for the five minute timer. Oh my god, it makes me physically ill. He was so worked up that he was deemed unsafe for the bus ride and the admin decided to hold him from the bus and keep him at school without contacting his family first. He freaked out even more when he wasn't allowed to leave and it took another hour before his grandma could come get him, at which point he had tired himself out from screaming and fell asleep on my carpet. This poor kid, from his perspective, he's literally being held like a hostage during a bank robbery. What is this? I think I'm having such an emotional response because he reminds me so much of a student that I had my, I actually kept him for two years in a row. He reminds me so much of my baby and I just like want to bundle him up and put in my pocket experiencing like this level of frustration and having it be met with this kind of responses it's just like painful to hear about so horrible even like you or i if we have that level of an emotion stopping it like that isn't going to help like you have to work through yeah. and like ride that wave and sometimes it's really ugly but holding him down keeping him in the place that's causing him anxiety like i'm putting myself in that position oh my god and they're so little 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 at that point like they don't even know what's going on they've been here for like five minutes right when the school year was over i felt like everything was suddenly colorful again and i suddenly had energy and that's when i realized i had been depressed for months oops p.s i did get my contract renewal signed it and then resigned a week away from the new school year when i finally got a job in our public school district three other teachers left within a week of my resignation and by that december all of the original lead teachers had resigned i'm still teaching in public school now but i have a much more supportive admin and teachers with years of experience that i can go to for help and support and i'm so much happier see you guys it is possible to get a new job and love teaching again that's a win i'm glad that that ended hopeful i was very sad that was very sad and hard to hear but i'm glad we heard but it i'm worried about the baby i'm also worried I hope he got out of there well this has been another great yet depressing episode of teacher quit talk how can we end on that say something funny okay this is a short one that's like not super super depressing but is not good so i'm in florida and the average class size at my high school is around 38 to 50 students especially pushing 50 these recent years. Before COVID, one of my 50 student classes had a duo that decided it was a good idea for one to duct tape the other to a chair, and then he proceeded to hop around the classroom while I stepped out for a second to speak to the teacher next to me. These class sizes and the chaos of the last few years has killed me. This one is another short, happy one. It says, I left teaching last year for a corporate job and was so disgusted by the waste of money in the private sector, I just asked for a philanthropy budget to support schools, and now I'm sending a catered meal to teachers in the area once a month. Yay, catering! Yay, catering! They deserve it. <laughs> That's what it. they deserve! It's like, fuck off with your workshops, fuck off with your coffee mugs, give me a fucking goddamn catered lunch and get the fuck out of my classroom for the next 40 minutes. People shit on pizza days. I don't know, man. I love, I can be bought. I only got one pizza a day as a teacher and it helped a lot it was the first day back on fall 2020 and my district's entire site just went down and everything was broken so my principal just ordered us pizzas and I've never gotten a work pizza party outside of that and I can tell you there's a lot of jobs I would have quit later if I'd been getting pizza on a regular basis although there was one time that we got pizza no it was two times 
that we got pizza at my school because the janitor threw away all of our lunches out of the fridge. I thought that after that happened once, it would never happen again, and it happened again. We ate lunch at like 10.40 in the morning, so we didn't get pizza until later. It was a very sad day. (laughs) I hope to one day operate with the independence and confidence of a school janitor, and I'll leave it at that. I think we can admire them for a lot, and that's one of the things. Everybody was so mad at her, and I was I was like, guys, be nice to her. She cried. Oh, damn. My, that would not have been the experience with some of the people I worked with. But she did it again. <laughs> so you can, you can cry, but maybe you just don't do it next time. And the second time, I was like, I can't defend you as much. Fool me once. Shame on me. <laughs> Fool me twice. You're like, it's my fault for bringing lunch, actually. I'll never do it again. <laughs> I did want burritos from across the street. Anyways, Mm. thanks for joining us. Redacted probably needs to go eat. Have a great week, everybody. I'm making buffalo chicken. This is the best. Are you going to put pickles on it? Obviously. Okay, period. We love you. I just had to text my boyfriend to not forget the ranch. Thanks for reminding me. Just as a disclaimer, because I am someone who is actively teaching, everything on this podcast is my personal opinion and does not reflect my district, my state, my employer, my students, or my admin. Everything on this podcast was recorded on personal time, on personal equipment, and is a completely separate endeavor from my school district. Yeah, leave her alone.